everybody, welcome to another episode of Like a Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's guest, I have to say, this is a really small world because <clears throat> he's from the same neighborhood that I'm from, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let him introduce himself. His name is Tony Diaz. So yeah, why don't you tell the world a little about yourself, where you're from, where you live, where you've been, what you do, anything you like the world to know. Yeah, oh, thank you for having me, for one. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, I, I, my name is Tony Diaz. I, uh, I'm a photographer. <laughs> Everyone on the podcast is, right? <laughs> but um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny coincidence that we are from the same neighborhood in this big city uh, of, of, in Chicago. Um, yeah, I'm from Pilsen. Uh, I've lived here my entire life. And um, I, I actually, I, I found your podcast by, by luck. I, well, I found your podcast because I, I'm constantly looking for pod, like a podcast. Um, and I, I have been looking constantly. And, and there was always the same ones. And I would, I would re-listen to the same ones. And then uh, and I was still happy re-listening to them. But then I, uh, I, one day I found yours. And I think you were probably like two podcasts in. And, um, yeah, and I, I didn't know who you were. I just, I just loved the podcast and I was listening to it. And sometime down, sometime down the line, uh, you actually, I, I think I hadn't even told you this, that you interviewed, uh, you interviewed, uh, this other lady from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Aisha. her name is, uh, Aisha. Aisha. I, you know, I've never met her, but she's really cool. Uh, I, I have, we're friends on Instagram and, uh, I, I, she got the like uh, the same like camera that I the M10R. Mm-hmm. She she purchased it maybe months before, and I I kept looking the hashtag on Instagram uh, M10R, and and then only her stuff would pop up. Like I guess nobody really else had it except her, and her stuff was amazing. So uh, that was like one of the reasons why I uh, I ended up going with the camera. And I, I think I, so. I messaged. I became friends with her. I messaged her a few times, and then. Um, <laughs> First, her podcast must have been one, some of the first ones because I was about to tell her about this podcast, and then I saw hers come up. Her uh, her podcast with you came up, and that was, and then that's where you mentioned that you were from Chicago and from Pilsen, and I'm like, wow, that's a small world. Yeah, that's a small world. Like it's amazing, like that how photography and how Leica has just like connected me to to you and to other people, and it's, it's I thought it was it was it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, well, well, thank you for that. Um, yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, no, no. no thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Aisha, she's awesome. I, I love having conversations with her. Uh, I'm trying to get her on the podcast again, but she's uh, currently traveling right now. Uh, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. Uh, I won't disclose her location because, you know, <laughs> private life. But <laughs> no. she's she's awesome. And her photography is, is amazing as well. Uh, I told her. Her photography reminds me a lot of um, Joel Meyerowitz in the 70s. It just has that vibe. Um, very, very beautiful. Um, but yes, I nope. found her uh, just searching Leica tags as well. And that, that was pretty much oh, uh, really? Yeah, the beginning phases of the podcast. Uh, like you, I was searching for not Leica podcasts, but street photography podcasts, right? And I came across a few, many people probably heard me say this, but I came across a few and they just didn't have the content I wanted to hear. So that was what inspired me to start this one a lot. And, you know, I felt like I needed to get guests because I would run out of things to say by myself. 
And so I just started searching for Leica tags and I just started messaging people and yeah, it picked up. So here we are um, many, many months later and yeah, we're doing it. So wow, yeah, what what a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty funny that you that's that is how you connected through her. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was social. interesting when you said you were from Pilsen. I was like, oh shit, I'm from Pilsen, and then uh, we started talking about that in Chicago. Uh, I know you said you were at a vigil, but we'll get into that later, um, so we can tell yeah. the world a little about Chicago and the life that we live and and how hard it is to to survive there. Uh, but it really, no, it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but why don't you tell us when you started making photos? Um, what uh, genre you started with, um, and when you first discovered street photography? Yeah, I, I um, you know, it's, it's a question that I, that I often think about. Like, when did I start taking, or when did I start photography? Um, officially, I think I, I officially I started when I was eighteen years old. The first thing I did was, you know, was like when I turned eighteen, was like get a credit card from like a Circuit City. I don't know if you remember. They're not; they're no longer around, but it's like the Best Buy. Yeah, I remember uh, of, uh, they Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, so I went to Circuit City, and uh, so before you were able to get uh, a credit card at eighteen years old, like mm-hmm. as soon as you're eighteen, they gave me like a ten thousand dollar limit. I didn't use it all up, but smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not allowed anymore today. Like I think you gotta be 21 now to 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 get a, a credit card. But at 18, I went, uh, signed up. They gave me ten thousand dollars, and uh, I, I I only spent maybe like five hundred dollars. So you, I bought a point and shoot camera at, at Circuit City. Was it, it an was Olympus? Sony camera. And I still, no, no, a Sony. It was okay. like the I can't remember the name. It's like key something. It's like a really small that fits in your pocket. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, and I used to take it everywhere with me, and I would just take photos. I mean, it was mostly like gatherings, family gatherings, and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and travel, and and I uh, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't really um, that. So that was my my introduction to to photography mm-hmm. uh, as far as me like taking photos. But um, it wasn't until I was maybe until I was twenty years yeah, so like two down two years down the line, um, I took a photography class in in college and. Uh, I was at a community college, just taking like electives here and there, and uh, and I, I had been wanting to take guitar for a while, for a while, but um, but they always filled up real quickly. So it wasn't until like maybe like a year of me being in, in school that I was finally able to get into a photography class. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, darkroom photography, and I it was so I I went to um, I went to cent- uh, Central Camera, that really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that burned out. Camera store downtown. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, sadly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Sad, it's sad, it's sad. Yeah, it, that's the one. I, it's, yeah, I went, I went down down there, and uh, and I told them that I had a photography class, and that they had recommended me to go here and uh, and find a, a film camera, mm-hmm. and uh, I I got a, I don't even remember the, the I knew it was a Pentax, but I don't remember what it was. Film camera, Probably and uh, and they had. I think so. Sure or spot about, right? Those were the the two famous Pentax ones. But it's okay. I'm sorry. It was. Uh, Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. Yeah, I, you're probably you're, you. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. It was one of those. Um, and I only had and one lens on it, a 15 millimeter, mm-hmm. and I I loved it. I I started taking photos, and uh, I, they showed us the whole process of like. Uh, so I mean, process 
processing your film and your your, your film and uh, uh, and doing everything to create a solar gelatin. Mm-hmm. And then oh, and actually and matting it too. Uh, and then we have like a, we have we would have like a photo critique. And I enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed yeah the entire thing like from beginning to end. It was like all my process. It was all on my hands to do it. Like from taking the photo all the way till when I presented, it was all matted uh, by me. Yeah. And I, I was so therapeutic. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I kept, I kept taking photography classes. I, uh, I it was, it was just one, one after another. I like, I wasn't even focusing on any other part of school. It was just photography. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. And it was, um, and I started by street photography. It was all like just, I mean, that's, that's what I love doing. Like, that's what I, the photographers that I, that I like mm-hmm. did that. And I, I, I wanted to do that. So I would go in the streets and just be out there and photographing it. And like, and I mean, I thought film was expensive then. I mean, I'm looking at the film prices today and it's like, Whoa, yeah, they did. Yeah. Go up yeah. Over. It was, uh, Oh my God. They have, they really have. Yeah. And, um, but I would go through so many films back then and, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like everything that I would, uh, that I would make from, from my jobs or, or things that I did, mm-hmm. um, was going back into photography. And, um, oh, and because of that, I mean, I, I just, um, I started taking little jobs here and there, like doing like photo, sh- photo shoots for people, like portraits, headshots, uh, little by little, I started picking up jobs like that so I could buy more photography equipment, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was just mainly for that. The quinceañeras. Yeah. <laughs> Quinceañera. Yeah, it ended up yeah, coming all the way to weddings and quinceañeras. Yeah. Yeah. So you you said you started, you know, taking photos like your favorite photographers. Which ones are your favorites? My my favorite uh, favorite photographer is uh, Sebastián Salgado. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brazilian photographer and his work is amazing, amazing. Um, actually, I didn't know this then. I mean, I just loved his images, and I've never seen him in person. I've just seen him in books and uh, and online. Uh, but his his prints are like they're like eight by ten feet or something like that. And they, I've I've never seen them in, uh, in person. But um, but his work is is amazing, and it's mostly like documentary work. My understanding, okay, actually shoot. Uh, with a uh, with a Leica. Well, I'm not so sure if he still does that today, but I know that's how he started off. Like mm-hmm. the guy's like uh, he was uh, his story's like super interesting. It's like he's uh, like this economist, like working for like the World Bank. He's a Brazilian photographer, yeah, working for the World Bank, and he had been traveling like throughout the world, like uh, um, throughout the world and for work. And um, I think he, his the story is that his his wife bought a, a Leica camera. I think. Um, and uh, because they could afford it, and then too, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he picked it up, and he like started using it, and uh, and and he was, I think he showed it to some friends, like his work. He showed his work to some friends, and they're like, "Whoa, this is really good. You should do more of this." And like uh, he continued doing that, and then I mean, he left his job working for the World Bank, and like ended up working for like National Geographic, and it's part of the Magnum Photographers, and yeah, yeah he's working. Incredible, incredible. It's just, it, he's, he's now like a 80 something years old, I believe. Um, and he's still uh, traveling the world, uh, um, just documenting. He, I think he's working on a project that he's been working on for like 20 years or so. And he's 
He's shown some of it now, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, photographing like the most isolated places on Earth or something like that. Oh, I see. And um, hard project. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And it's an older man. I mean, he's moving a lot slower now and everything, but he works incredible. And I think it's made an impact in the world. It's definitely made a difference. Like all these really big organizations use his work to um, to try to bring awareness to, to situations or things or people. Um, but he was like my favorite photographer before I even started photography. I was like, wow, like I would look at his stuff and it's like, that's amazing. But, and I didn't know about the, the whole connection to Leica until years down the line that I had, that I was, that I was doing photography. Mm-hmm. So would you say his yeah, work that, is, that, um, is very inspirational and you try to, uh, I don't want to say imitate, but his work influences you to try to capture similar style photos that that sounds like i'm asking if it's imitating uh again that's not i don't know i just put my foot in my mouth but yeah no, no, is, no, no, is no. your work I, inspired I, I, by his photographs yeah th- yeah definitely like i i keep i keep his work in mind like when i it, it's funny i'm sure a lot of people do this but like i i feel like yeah I, my favorite photographers and him in particular, I have his work in mind when I'm out mm-hmm. photographing. Okay. I mean, um, even, even I mean, I know I, I photograph weddings and quinceañeras and, and things like that. And I mean, you might think like it's like so far from what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like changing the world with his images at times. But it's like, it's also just being, um, uh, what I take from him, even, um, even when I'm doing things like weddings and quinceañeras, it's like just being like, honest and truthful to the person you're photographing. That's, that's one thing that I, that I've taken with him, mm-hmm. even in other projects where you think it's are so far removed from what, what he's, what he's working on. That's cool. So uh, I, I wanted to say when you, you mentioned like he picked up a Leica later on, um, I was shooting with a friend yesterday. It was just a little friendly shoot. I have some film I was trying to, to get through and, but I was using my, my, one of my Leicas and, we we stopped at a library to kind of shoot in there to see what we can do because we're very limited because of Corona and the lockdown restrictions we have yeah. right now. So we stopped in a library and I was looking for, it took me like five minutes to find this photography section, but they had a Jim Marshall book and she, oh, yeah. so we were, we were looking at it and she's like, Oh, I know this photo. And I was like, I know it. That's why I was trying to show you like everybody knows Jim Marshall's photos, but they don't know who he is as a person. So I, we were going through and she's like, man, what kind of camera did he use? And I was like, oh, he used a Leica. Lots of them. And she, she asked me, she's like, is there something about Leica? I was like, yeah, all the really great photographers use Leica. They don't only use Leica, but, you know, no. in that era, it, if you were really great, you probably had a Leica. So, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's, no, it's so true. Like, uh, yeah, Jim, I, Jim Marshall, yeah. I, uh, I did, I, I mean, I've seen his images. Like, I mean, I think everyone has seen his images, but, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't until like um, uh, a couple of months ago that I actually saw that documentary. I'm like, oh my god, that's him! That's, yep. He's done all of those great photos of like every like famous musician that has ever lived. And uh, yeah, sometimes that you see those images and you never you don't fully connect to them until like years down the line. And that's that's I love that about photography. Yeah. Like one of my another famous photo that, that I I really like, and it, it's probably one of the most famous photos on earth. It's a uh, it's the Che Guevara photo. Yeah. Um, you know, the one who's looking out from the distance, kind of like the Alabama pose where he's off to the side, looking yeah. out to the side. Instead of, um, was that uh, Rene uh, Murray? 
Because I know no, Renee uh, Murray did Alberto... Castro. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I gotta look that Renee Berry. I gotta look that up uh, because there's a lot of really great uh, Vidal Castro photos. Uh, but no, that that the text Che Guevara is uh, Alberto Corta, mm-hmm. I believe Alberto Corta, and he he photographed it on a Leica. I didn't know that until maybe a couple of years ago. I'm like, whoa, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, all these connections like to to uh, to things in time. Iconic photos. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's like a, like a, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, um, I, I, I think like, I mean, people ask me like, well, why like, uh, there's a lot of other cameras out there and mm-hmm. I, I, I we're just recently got a like, so I haven't been with it for a while, yeah. but I've always, I think a lot of people, all, uh, have that in mind of, of a like, but, um, why like for me, it's, I mean, like, I, I, I love photography. I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for photography. Like, what would, uh, like, it, it, like, I feel like it, uh, like, it complete, like, it fills my soul with, like, with, like, it's like, I was meant to have a camera and photograph my family or photograph weddings or quinceañeras or document uh, things going on in my community. I feel like that's, that's, that's who I am as a person. It's part of who I am as a person. And I'm wondering, like, what would I do if I don't have a camera? But, I, I um, what the connect the thing with Leica is that like I I, I mean I'm pretty grateful for them. I mean I don't know where we would be in, in like in photography today if it wasn't for Leica. Like I mean I know it's like so that's a lot to say, but like um yeah I'm sure we would still have cameras and and but who knows how available they'd be because I mean they invented the 35 millimeter right like they're yeah. they're responsible for that part like uh, and, Oscar um, he created the first 35 yeah. millimeter camera. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I'm sure someone was going to create a small camera. Like cameras were big before that. I'm sure they were eventually going to create small cameras because it, it just, they had to, like it was just, mm-hmm. I mean, it was going to happen at some point. I mean, but it, when, when they created like, when they created like, uh, when they created a 35 millimeter camera, I mean, it's, it really changed things even for like other brands. I mean, they all based at pretty much, I don't know, I, I, I don't know exactly, but maybe like 89% of cameras are 30, are based on 35 millimeters mm-hmm. on, that, on that frame size. And if it wasn't for like, uh, I don't know where, we wouldn't be viewing things in that two to three frame ratio or things like that. I don't know where we'd be with photography. Yeah. So I'll, I got a, an answer for you on, on where we would probably be. Uh, and this oh, is yeah. this is a statistic. I don't know if it's changed recently, but the world needs to hear this because uh, the life expectancy in Pilsen, Chicago, I don't know if you know this, is actually 18 years old, right? So for the people in the world who are listening that doesn't understand what that means, it means in Pilsen, Chicago, people are either dead or in jail before or by their 18th birthday. So if you live to be 19, you already passed your life expectancy in Chicago. Uh, And it's a sad, unfortunate truth. And kind of like, you know, what we'll talk about later on that really sad situation that happened. Uh, But that's where most people would be. You know, I found different avenues and outlets. um, And I I did what I did to stay out of, you know, doing all that crazy stuff. Uh, And here I am. 37 years old, recording yeah. podcasts, talking to other photographers. 
So yeah, that's where you would be if it wasn't for, for photography. Um, so yeah, no, no, that's you're yeah, not 17, are you? Because you still have another year left. No, no, okay, no. Good. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Way past that, yeah. Bad joke. Okay, right. <laughs> we got some there. And all right, we got another one. So. Uh, I do want to go back. Uh, I'm writing notes down as we talk because a lot of stuff you say is really interesting. Um, you said you took a class, photography class, and then you took something in critiques, right? I literally just recorded a podcast a few hours ago and uploaded it now. So anybody's listening, that's there for, for listening. Uh, and I don't want to talk about that in right now because if you listen to the podcast, it explains everything. So, uh, But yeah, I just I did that. And it was based on critique. So I would like to know um, what you learned and how you critique photos. Wow, yeah. I, um, I okay. I haven't done critiques in a long time. And actually, mm -hmm. I, I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed them. Um, because um, especially that, at that point, like I was, it was new to photography and, I would take all this, um, I, and, and still today, I think I would, I would take criticism, like I, I, especially constructive criticism. I would, I would really listen to it. And, 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 uh, um, and especially back then, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's good. It's healthy. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't mean that it's, that your work is bad. I mean, it just, I mean, I, I think everyone, uh, should have their, 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 uh, their work uh, looked at by their by their peers and, and people that they they respect or are, um, but they um, it's because it's really helpful. I mean, it's um, it helps you see things in a different perspective, mm -hmm. okay? and um, and it could be it could be really good for your photography for for whatever you're working on, whatever projects you're working on. Um, what what somebody else the info or the feedback that other people give you could be really helpful mm -hmm. in helping that your photography grow. Um, so if I were to be in a group of people and they were looking for a critique, I, I would be, um, I, I focus mainly on, 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 on stories. Um, that's, that's what I really, I think that's what my photography is mostly about and, and telling stories. And I would look at what they're, what they're trying to convey. And I, I would tell them what I'm getting from it. And if that's, if that's what their, their, their intention was, um, then, then it's working for them uh, or, 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 or not. I mean, I would let them know like what I'm understanding from it, mm -hmm. and ask them what they wanted to, to tell me from it. Cool, cool. Um, so it's it's not like telling people like you did a horrible start over, or um, it, it's more just like a it's just feedback, mm -hmm. and it and it's good and healthy. So, what was the hardest feedback you ever received that actually helped improve you? I'll tell you mine before you go. Uh, mine was your photos are shit. <laughs> and so like, was the guy joking? Probably. Uh, did I really get offended by it? No, uh, I don't get offended easily by those things, but it really forced me to really think like, look at the photo differently. Like I wanted to know what he was seeing that I wasn't seeing in my photos. Right. So I really was studying them. And the more you look at a photo that you take, you, you really either really like it or you really hate it. And um, I, I'm very hard on myself whenever I take a photo that I want to keep. Uh, I'm not a, a fan of the term keeper 
because all I, I feel all our photos should be keepers. That's why we take them, right? But yeah, definitely. There's, there's good ones and bad ones. So I would say the keepers are just yeah. the good ones, right? Uh, that's yeah. another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I would do is after I cleaned out all the bad photos from my good photos, I would look at them and I would study them and I'd be like, why do I like this photo? And then, you know, I come up with my own my own reasons and I, I'm hard. I, I critique my own photos really strictly and, and I don't put out all my photos for the world to see. Um, but yeah, so that was the best advice that was, you know, some people might take it hard, but it helped me grow. So, yeah. Sorry. It's all you know. Yeah, no. And you know what? There Sometimes, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes people also don't know what they're talking about. Like, I mean, you could be getting feedback from like the worst possible person and, and you should definitely not take that into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, but, um, yeah, I, okay. Worst feedback was, um, I, I, it was actually, when you said it right away, I'm like, I right away knew. It was, it was a professor of mine. Um, she told me that, she told me that, okay, she, she started, like, she said that my work was good, mm-hmm. and my work was good, and she's like, oh, your work is really good. It could really, actually, it could be like in, uh, um, like, she like, it could be like on magazines or something, but like, but she didn't mean that as a compliment either. Like she, she meant it as, um, and I completely get that. Like at first, like when she told me that, I was like, whoa, this is, she said that it could be like on magazines or something, but it doesn't mean that it, that, it, that like, it, she said that it wasn't like complete. Like it was just like good images here and there, but they, they wasn't like a complete story. To was it them. consistent? It was just like, yeah, no, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's like a uh, like if a comedian has like a whole bunch of just one liners <laughs> mm-hmm. like they're they're not it wasn't they're not really a comedian like yeah. or they can be I guess but they just have a whole bunch of like but doesn't mean that their their work as a whole is good like it just meant that and um, so she she meant that my work was just like yeah I take like one great photo but that doesn't or one good I don't know mm-hmm. I'm trying to say I'm great but I'm just saying that she was saying like hey it's a good photo but it's it's not good at, in in a, when you take it into when you look at it, the whole thing, yeah. like you're not doing anything with it. You're just taking a good photo. And so many people can go outside and take a good photo, but you need, you need to, I mean, if you're going to tell a story, you will then complete the whole thing. Tell it with more images. Don't just throw in a photo of the sunset and say, that's it. Yeah. Or it's done. It, it's not like that. I mean, so many people can, can do that. I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I felt like, I'm like, man, I've been working so hard on this. Like, I've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. I had, I think it was, my, one of the images, I, I remember it. It was like, I had, I had a, like a micro lens and I had photographed uh, like a caterpillar. I had gone to Garfield Park Conservatory and I had photographed like a caterpillar. And it was a good photo. It was like, it seemed a caterpillar. It was, it was just a good photo, but it wasn't, uh, um, yeah, like there was no point to it. Like, it was just a photo of a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, so she said that that's like it wasn't. It, many people can do that. I needed to do something, something else. And I'm like, I've worked so hard on this. I've been doing photography for so many years. I didn't tell her all that, but I mean, I thought it to myself. I'm like, I felt it. Uh, and, and I'm back. I'm back in the same spot at the beginning. Um, but so then we had another project later on, and um, um, she wanted us to tell to tell a story. And I photographed. I photographed. Uh, I photographed. Um, 
I think I did two different things. I photographed things in my neighborhood, and um, and it was just um, it was photo- yeah, photographed things in my neighborhood. And I had photograph, and then there was a a, a march. Of, it was a, actually it was a protest. I think that I went to go photograph, and I saw everybody photographing um, the speakers and everyone. And I what I did was uh, I mean with that in mind, what she had told me uh, of telling this story, it's like uh, I photographed. Uh, I photographed all the people with their cameras and how they pointed it towards the uh, towards the speakers. Mm-hmm. The the protest was on immigration and on on the dreamers and uh, so on on and kids had, kids that had uh, been brought by their parents to the U.S. Uh, when they were little and they I mean without an option or a choice without any say in it and they were um, they were now here and they couldn't get any financial aid or. Or uh, or work or things like that, and we're afraid of uh, of of just living. We're just afraid of living here because they were afraid of getting deported. And I went to the protest and with every intention of photographing like everything that was going on and, and the people, the speakers. But when I got there, I was like, wait, look at how everybody points, like how the media just like, um, it's like, I don't know. I got there and I noticed all these cameras around surrounding uh, the speakers, and it was there's like teenagers, and I just thought it was, um, I don't know. I, I started focusing on that. I'm like, I'm gonna, I photograph from behind the speakers, and um, and I was photographing all the camera people, and then or photographing different from different angles, and I did that because yeah, because I was trying to tell a different story or the more complete story, and I did that. I learned that from my critique from what my, my teacher had told me. Yeah. I mean, so instead of like, instead of like closing off and saying like, Oh, I'm done with photography or anything like that. It's like, I, I, um, I mean, I, I, I probably did think that for a second, but then I was like, no, I mean, she's right. I mean, she has been doing it for so many more years and, and I respect her. And I think, I, I think she's right. Yeah. I mean, anybody can go outside and take a good photo. Uh, uh, but it's, it's in order to tell stories. I mean, you have to, um, and to be uh, to to tell an honest story, you you got to work a little more than that. So, so uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was it. Yeah. Okay. Now I was gonna say. So the professor didn't like that you captured photos of the photog- the other photographers. No, no, she did. She did okay. like that. No, she liked she liked that part. That com- that that was more what she liked, or or. She thought that was, well, was more well-rounded than mm. just going outside and taking a photo of... And there's nothing wrong with going outside mm. and taking a photo of a caterpillar or a sunset. It was just that for... I mean, especially when you're learning, or, or uh, I think it's, it's good to be able to to be more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, I've, I've been taking a photojournalism course uh, because I felt like... I want to tell better stories. Like I, my stories are good. Like you said, they're good, but I want to be better. So um, one thing I was I, I learned so far was variety. And I was going to say, well, you added the variety. So uh, critiques are very subjective to the type of person who's looking at them, right? Because everything's subjective. What I like, you may not like. Um, but there are, you should, you should always keep what they say in like your little your memory bank right uh and the reason is because now you are going to create photos for a different demographic right overall 
it's kind of like when you play Mario Kart and you're looking through the people and every person has different skill traits. So like Mario's the most well-rounded racer, but then you got Bowser who's just big and strong and then uh, somebody else is light and, and really fast. So like me, I think a photographer should be uh, really good in all aspects of what they're focusing on, right? So like you could be a really good street portrait photographer. Uh, and if that's all you want to do, then good. Then you would be like the Bowser of Mario Kart, right? Me, I'm trying to be yeah. like Mario. I want to. I want to know everything. <laughs> I, I want to be able to, to do everything. Uh, but you know, I have my strengths and I have my weaknesses in photography. That's just my, no, my first side times. I completely, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, you know, this is like, um, you, are you familiar like with that? Uh, the you know the brand Patagonia. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so um, their philosophy and their whole they're, they're, the company is pretty it's a great company, <laughs> but it's uh, so the found the founder of it is I think his name is Ivan Choinard. I Ivan Choinard, I believe. He he has this um, uh, he has a he has this book. I can't remember the name of the book, but he talks about like um, about how he loves all these like outdoor activities and all these things, but like and um, and he's he's good at all, a, a lot of them. Um, the man's not really old, old, a lot older, but, um, but he was really good at, at all, a lot of them when he was younger. And he says like, he goes in, like he goes into like a, a, a particular sports or activity and goes in like 70, 70% in. And after that, he just backs off and learns something else because yeah. like, I mean, we only have so much of a lifetime. Like that's what I, how I feel with photography. And there's like, there's so many different ways. Yeah. If you want to be the best portrait photographer or, or, or the best, uh, I don't know wedding photographer or this or that then it's perfectly fine because maybe yeah you already know that yeah but for someone who's just starting or for someone who's been doing it for a while even if they've been doing it for a while like it's nice to go into all these different areas to, so you can see which one it is you like or maybe you just like doing all these little things and that's perfectly fine that's how i feel too that's i i like being that mario too yeah. or it's like it's, I like to explore all these different ones. I'm like, maybe later on when I'm older, uh, I'll, uh, I'll decide, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to photograph pets and that's what I'll do or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, but at least I got to experience all these other little, uh, things with photography and, uh, and I got to see what I did like and what I didn't like, but I, I, I love that about it. Yeah. And I, I recommend everybody who's starting out, um, to do that. I mean, why not? Like, yeah, it's, I, I think it's really good. good. Yeah. So, um, I like for me, I was, when I started street photography, I, I, I wanted to do just like people in the streets, candid moments and all that other stuff. Um, but the more and more I became diverse in street photography and learning about really great photographers. Um, like when I first saw Ralph Gibson's work, I didn't appreciate it. Right. Cause I couldn't connect to what he was thinking what he felt and how he saw the images, right? But the more I would study his work and the more I would listen to him speak and you can understand um, what he was trying to accomplish, I started to appreciate his work more, right? It's it's so simple. It's very minimalistic. Um, and that's what I appreciate about it, right? So he, he captures the beauty in his subject, right? No, no. Might not be for everybody, but again, like you have to see it and you know understand why he created it. So 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Cool. Cool. So you mentioned you were you sh- you began in film. Do you still shoot film? I I you know what I haven't shot film in in a, in a I think it's been a, at least like three years. Yeah. Um and and even that last time that I did was because I was uh, I was helping out a cousin of mine who was starting in photography and I, I lent him my film camera so we we went out and and shot some film but it, it's it's been a while I actually lent left him my camera. He ended up getting a different camera eventually, but uh, uh, so I think that's where it's at. He's actually he's in the Marines and, and he still does photography. Nice. Is it, yeah. Well, I will uh-huh. say you're you're probably saving yourself a lot of money staying out of film. I probably could have bought me another Leica with all of the money I invested in buying and having film developed. Uh, the only part I save money now is by scanning it myself, but. It's getting ridiculous. A uh, box of Portra 400 is $92 now. I I know. I looked it up the other day because um, because he had told me, too. He's like, oh, it's really expensive. He's like, and I'm like, I mean, really? I mean, I, I knew it was expensive, but mm-hmm. I took a look at it, and I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, the prices were changing, right? They changed uh, right at uh, the beginning of the year. I think Kodak had said that it was going to raise the prices a little bit more. Yeah. So I was like, wow. that's Yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot. I mean, it it's is. coming it's down crazy. to like over like a, about a dollar fifty each photo mm-hmm. you take, right? Probably. Yeah. Inflation. I mean, I was trying to do the average, the math. I'm like, I'm like, maybe you don't want to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I'm still going to yeah. continue shooting film because I, I, yeah. I personally, I love film more, uh, and everybody knows my my love hate relationship with film, so I don't need to repeat it. But yeah, I'm going to continue shooting film. Uh, I haven't purchased bulk bulk rolls, um, and I say bulk, not the actual film that you roll yourself. I mean, like, I don't want to buy one and two rolls of film. I want to buy like 10 to 15 rolls. So I, when I'm shooting, I have enough that I can just continue shooting and, yeah. and I have to stop and go to a, a convenience store and buy a roll. But, um, yeah, I'm still shooting a lot of the film that I bought before. And before I start buying more, I want to make sure that's all done. Cause I don't want it to expire. But, yeah, no, no, actually I, I, I had been like, I have been looking out on eBay, like looking for cameras, and I'm like, oh, I really want a film camera, and but yeah, the, the prices started going up. I would, and uh, and then when I when I heard about the, the the film prices, I'm like, whoa, maybe I should just yeah hold off a little bit. Um, I, you know, I actually still have. I'm sure they're they're not in great condition, but I, I have probably about 30 film rolls, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, like unused film, uh, and I gave a lot to my to my cousin when he was starting off. Um, but I have a lot of, I'm sure it's, I've kept it in the attic. Maybe it's not a good condition anymore, but yeah, just, um, just to give you a, a, a kind of a, how far these film cameras became so popular in a matter of years. Uh, I purchased my first film camera, um, in 2000, end of 2016. I didn't start shooting the film camera, but in 2016, I came to Tokyo to visit my daughter, and I went to a, it's a like not a pawn shop, but it's a they call them recycled shops. So people just it's kind of like a Salvation Army essentially. Went yeah. to, I went to a thrift store there. That's the word I was looking for. I went to a thrift store, and they have like because cameras in Japan are they're they're like tacos in Chicago. You can find them anywhere. Uh, and there was a wow. shop I still go yeah, to okay. every time. Yeah, I go there all the time, and I'm looking for cameras. Um, not so much now because I'm they don't really have Leicas in there. Well, actually, they do, but uh, another story, another time. But so I bought my first yeah. film camera. Uh, I actually I bought three film cameras 
and four lenses, and I only paid, you ready for it? $15. $15 for three cameras and four lenses. Yeah. The, there was like a, a dollar lens wow. here, a $5 camera body, and they all worked, right? They all worked perfectly fine. Yeah. They weren't in the best condition. They were a little dusty or whatnot, but hey, $15 for three cameras. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the first one was the Canon AE-1, not the program, just the normal Canon AE-1, because everybody had to have a Canon AE-1. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, that one was like $6. But now, every time I go to Tokyo, the same, not the same exact, but a Canon AE-1 in really good condition is going for right under 300 So, yeah. Oh, my God. Film, <laughs> film cameras, uh, they boomed out of nowhere. Uh, me, I'm betting yeah. on this like it's the crypto market right now, and I'm waiting for the film film prices to keep going up, and everybody's like, fuck, I'm just going to keep shooting digital. And then once it, it dies out, all the film cameras and film costs dip down again, and I'm just going to buy. I'm just going to sweep in. And- it's got to, right? It's got to go down at some point, right? Uh, who knows? I don't know. Hopefully it does. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, a uh, great conversation about film and costs. Um, but now I want to introduce your socials. So, go ahead, because that's how we connected through Instagram. But if you have a website, Twitter, yeah. uh, anything that you own and belongs to you, uh, go ahead and plug. And I'll get with you after and I'll include the links in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, my Instagram is uh, Diaz, D I A Z T O N Y. Diaz Tony. Um, yeah, that's, that's Diaz Tony. And for my website, it's the same, DiazTony.com. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I recently started to work on my, on my website. I've had it for a long time. I don't even name. I bought it like maybe like 10 years ago and then just keep painting it and then like not doing anything with it. But um, I started to, um, I, I started to mess around with it more recently yeah. And uh, and then knowing that I was going to get a podcast, I'm like, okay, I got to work a little harder on it. It really motivated me to uh, to pick things up on my on my website. So I uh, I I have a lot of uh, a lot more stuff on my website. Then. Okay. Yeah. So I did, I did I was looking through your work. Uh, one of the photos I picked that we were going to talk about was from your website, um, but you sent me some photos of this vigil you sent, and there was one on here I really liked. I'm trying to find it. Kind of lost it, but it was the photo of a female holding like a crochet. I think it's in here. Where did it go? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she was holding it up. Um, yeah, uh, it was like the thing that was like knitted. Yes, uh, I really like that one because it captured the moment. Well, actually, I'm gonna let you discuss it first before I, I get into it. Um, but yeah, tell us about when you were out shooting this vigil um, and then that particular photo. Uh, it's just a woman like this. I'll find it later, but she's holding it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about it? What what inspired you to take it? Um, yeah. Anything you'd like to share? Yeah, no, that was uh, that was just a couple hours ago Yeah, that I took it. Um, it um, yeah, she, she is. Um, it's this lady, um, she is holding a, uh, like a knitted, uh, she knitted like a heart, um, the shape of a heart. She knitted the shape of a, you know, 
of a hard hand, it, it, it has like the name of um, iPhone. It's on your screen. Um, it's on a screenshot. Yeah, we'll share it so you can remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me take a look at it. Yeah. Um, Here it is. Uh, this one. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. So the late, uh, the lady, I, I, I had noticed when I got there, I noticed a few minutes after I got there that I've noticed a lady, um, at this vigil, she was holding that, um, that like knitted heart shape, um, with, uh, with the name of, uh, of the, of the young girl who, um, had gotten killed last week. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened here in Chicago and, uh, and Parliament and Pilsen. And this, this happened in, uh, in Barillita, little village, the, the other, the other, uh, Mexican neighborhood, uh, in Chicago, it's just right next to Pilsen and, uh, an eight year old, uh, um, girl last, uh, I believe it was last Saturday or Sunday was, was, uh, was, was killed. Like she was walking with her mom. Um, she was, yeah, she was walking with her mom. My understanding is that there was, the mom was, Taking her to to McDonald's or something down the block, and uh, they were like half a block away from the McDonald's, and um, there was a, a shooting. This happened like this happened during the day. Mm-hmm. It happened, I think it was like at three p.m. or something like that. It was during the day, during when there's sunlight and everything, and um, there there um, uh, it was a drive-by shooting. Uh, this um, a sixteen-year-old kid um, from a window of a car um, shot at. Um, somebody that was um, maybe a couple of steps away from from this mom and 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 and, uh, and the little girl, and um, and he ended up um, shooting um, the little girl, he shot her, and um, the girl passed away, like I believe right away. Um, but it's super sad. It's like heartbreaking. It's 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 really sad, and it's um, and it happens. I mean, it happens everywhere in the world, but it, but it happens often. And it's been happening often in Chicago, and, and it's, it's bad. I mean, I I, I I I love the city. I love my neighborhood and uh, and everything. But it's it's um it's it's a hard place sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, the little girl was was uh, the little girl died right there, and today they they held a vigil for her, and um they um um so they were going to uh put some prayer candles, and they were going to release some balloons, and um. And there, there, there was a good gathering of people. There was probably 200 people. Um, half of them were, um, I mean, not half, but there was a lot of kids. Yeah. Maybe out of those 200 people, there's probably like about 80 kids with balloons and with their families and, and, uh, uh, and with signs and, and the media, the news were going to be, um, interviewing some people. And, and, uh, but the, the lady was right there. She had that, uh, that she knitted, uh, uh, like a, uh, heart shape, uh, heart shaped, uh, and, uh, and it had the little girl's name on there. And, um, and she brought like zip ties and she was, uh, um, so she was about to put it onto the, the pole. Uh, and, uh, I took a photo of that when she put, she put it onto the, the pole right there. But, um, I like, um, I saw her, I like, uh, I, like, I, I just, uh, usually sometimes when I, I mean, I'm, I try to be really, really respectful because I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, especially in, something like this where I'm like, I don't want to, uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I asked her if I could take a photo of her and she, she said, yeah. So I I photographed her and, um, yeah, that that was that photo. And then she, she put it on there and I took a couple more photos of 
but yeah um yeah that, that, that. i get it again I, 18 yeah. year old life expectancy see you don't even have to be yeah. in that life you just be walking to mcdonald's and it, it happens it's a sad unfortunate yeah. truth um I don't think anyone's ever going to stop it. It's been happening since I was a kid, and it's still happening. And, yeah, it is very sad. It's tragic. People, they don't seem to learn. And selfishness, I guess. But uh, some of the photos you sent me, very unsavory characters, a, a, a term my friend coined when I was in England, you know, very suspicious. And, uh, like, oh, yeah, I'm staying away from that part. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's the life that we lived in growing up, and you're still in there. So good luck with that. Um, but thank you for capturing that. Yeah, it looks like you got some photos no. that the world should see that may not see if they don't know of the situation. Yeah, it's it's uh, um, yeah, and that's like I think maybe only two, but I like shared it. I'm like, oh, it's just, well, for one, I I um. I, I do uh, take photos like for a for a local newspaper, mm-hmm. um, so that's partly. I mean, I was going to go regardless and and, and document that. Uh, no, well, I was going to go and, and be there, yeah. and uh, and then I, I I bring my camera with me, pretty much everywhere um, these days, and um, so I was going to document that anyways. But I, I reached out to this local newspaper that I sometimes uh, uh, hires me for for uh, for some jobs to 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 get head out and capture, but. Um, um, I asked them if they, if they were, if they were going to be covering that part of the news and mm-hmm. they said, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know what? I'm already here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I can send you the photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just, so it's mainly like awareness. Um, I also, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's just more like, I mean, I like capturing, I like, the things that I, I, I want to create things that make a difference. Mm-hmm. And like in this case, like it's just, you really can't. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just photographing it to, sh- to, to document, to show what, what, what's going on. But, um, hopefully, I mean, um, yeah, hopefully things change. I mean, I, I, there's a couple of organizations that I, that I've, that, that are in the city where they, uh, what they do is, uh, to, to, prevent or just slow down violence they go like pretty much like door to door um and um there's like maybe like that i know of there's like four or five organizations um and one one in particular that i've that i've worked with that they've hired me to like document like their um just what they do um so they can use it for like their website and maybe like just show what they're doing with the funding that they're getting i guess but um uh, this is an organization called aclibus yeah it's a-t-t-l-i V-E-U-S, and they, um, yeah, they go to door to door. So I, I, last year, like around the time when I actually got my camera, because I've had it for a year now, they, they actually reached out to me, um, through somebody else that I know, that I know, they, 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 uh, so, but what that organization does is go door to door and just kind of like tell them, like, okay, this is like, these are resources that are, that we could offer through our organization or that are in the community, we can help you get jobs, we can, um, we, we, I mean, if you need food or, or, uh, or place to stay, like that we, they, that organization, I believe has like disconnected to other shelters or, or to food pantries. And, uh, um, so they, they do different things in the community. Um, so I, I'd like to think that like with those photos, maybe they could get more funding and, 
they'll they or they can ask for more funding because they're showing what they can what they've been doing and and, and hopefully from there little by little like um i mean just try to try to make a difference to stop this but it's it's bad sometimes yeah yeah so uh, we're going. I mean, you live here, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know personally. Uh, we're going to transition to a, a more upspirited conversation shortly. But uh, before yeah, we do, yeah. do you know the funeral home on Cermak and Damon? Yeah. 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 You know the funeral director, Concha Rodriguez, Concepcion. Everybody in Pilsen no, knows no, her. No. She's she's world famous. Everybody. She knows the mayors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's actually my best friend's mom, and and I grew up with. Uh, she's very in, uh, inspirational person in the neighborhood of Pilsen, uh, and she's she's really great person to me. Uh, very tough, but you know that tough love that you get from Mexican families. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's a great person. She's also doing good things in the neighborhood over there. So, uh, if anyone knows Concepcion Rodriguez, uh, yeah, she's kind of like one of my my many moms, and I do appreciate I do appreciate her. Uh, and her son Daniel Moreno, who's uh, my really, really good, great best friend from Chicago, grew up on the same block uh, pretty much our entire lives. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've run into them. You, you probably know Concha. Everybody, like I said, every, when I say yeah. everybody, everybody in Pilsen knows Concha. Everybody, yeah. Believe me, because uh, the people are her customers. It's uh, another sad truth, but that's how they know her. So um, she, yeah, she has a lot of street rank, um, but. Transitioning to more upspirited conversation now and back into photography, what do you like most about being a street photographer? I I I like that it's that it's um, that it's documentary work that it's that it's telling um, that's street photography is like it's like the ultimate truth in photography. Like it's not like. Um, I don't know, you, you're capturing you're capturing history as you do it. I, that's what I really like about it. Mm-hmm. That it's not like just posing people here and there. I, I mean, even if you ask somebody to take a photo, it's, I, I don't I don't consider that as posing them to where you're like you're staging them and things like that. I, it's, I feel like it's street photography, it's, it's photojournalism, it's documentary work. It's 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 like it's the people's history. Mm-hmm. It's all of the above, definitely. I think. Yeah. So I think the, the importance about street photography, uh, documentary photojournalism, is it's it's really important because it captures a part of history and a part of the world that not everybody knows about, right? So especially like you over here in Pilsen taking pictures of stuff people in England will never hear of, and then somehow if they see your photos, they're like, oh shit, this happened here. So um, yeah, that's why I think it's important. So Yeah, um, yeah. I do want to know, because uh, you said you had a, a pretty long, lengthy career. How did COVID affect your photography? Yeah, like, um, I think in, in the last, uh, yeah, I've been doing photography for a while. And, and uh, it's, I, I, I do, uh, I do, I probably do weddings and quinceañeras. And, and I love that. I mean, to me, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's people's, like, some of people's most important days of their lives. And, um, and I love capturing that and documenting that. And I see it as a form of documentary work. Um, but over during the pandemic, I mean, it's, I think I, um, in all of 2020, I might, must have photographed maybe like, um, maybe like three events 
three, four events. No, about three events. Like three, three, yeah. And it was mostly because of, uh, uh, it was mostly those three events actually, I think, um, came about because uh, I, 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 had, I covered for other people who, who had gotten COVID and, uh, and um, they couldn't photograph like a wedding or a quinceanera. And, and it was mostly, it was most, I think all of them were outdoors. Um, they did them outdoors. Um, but all of my events, all of the things I had were pushed over to, to um, this past year. Mm-hmm. Some things were just canceled. And, um, but so it did affect me a lot. I mean, that, that, most of my income comes from photographing events. And uh, it, was, it was really, um, it was really, it was, it was pretty bad. And that's it. Hit you hard. Um, so it, it affected me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it affected so many people. It affected, I mean, I'm, I was fortunate enough that, 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 that I've been fortunate enough that I've that I never gotten sick. Uh, and then my family as well, and I'm good. So I, I, I'm grateful for, for those things. I mean, um, and, and I know so many people have, have, have had a bad, really bad end. Um, so I, 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 I was perfectly fine if I, if I didn't, if I didn't work, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, didn't have much money left up. All my say, I went through most of my savings and everything, but, I, I was fine and healthy and everyone was good in my family. Um, so it affected me in that sense. Like it was part of my job. Like I, yeah, I, I lost my, my, my way of making income. Um, and, uh, but I did pick up my camera more to, uh, photograph, like, uh, to photograph my family more. Um, most of the time we, I mean, I think like many people, I mean, during the lockdowns and stuff, we just FaceTime people and things like that. I have like so many screenshots of like talking with friends or family. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, I moved my photography to that. And then when, I don't know, it's like, uh, I don't know how it was for you uh, over there, but like uh, uh, people, a lot of people here have like uh, the, their birthdays where like you drive through like in front of their house and like mm-hmm. wave and honk at them. It was yeah. like birthday parade. So I, 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 uh, I photographed some of that for my like, nieces and nephews and it was really good in, 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 in doing those things. So, my photography moved more to like um, focusing on my family and I used it for that and I, and I really enjoyed it and loved it. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah. So for me, I was, I was locked down. I couldn't do nothing. Uh, you know, being in the Air Force, strict rules and you got to follow them. Uh, not worth getting in trouble. So uh, I spent a lot of time in my house and um, I, th- I, I made the best out of what I could. Uh, I had a small little camera and, I tried working on some projects. I only did one, but uh, it is what it is, uh, and I was able to get out. But the most interesting thing I saw, because you, you mentioned you had a lot of screenshots of FaceTime, there was a photographer, I think she was a portrait photographer, uh, and she actually did photo shoots through FaceTime. Is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like The ideas people come up with, Like she had a really nice yeah. setup, and she was taking like professional with, with like real models you could look it up i don't remember who or what it was i just remember the story she had her camera oh, that's so cool and they were modeling and posing through facetime and she was making portraits through uh, facetime so yeah who, that's so cool yeah the, how the world I thinks think, now I, oh god yeah no i mean i think in times of um um uh, hardship and times of like where things are like or where things are kind of like force you to do to to not be able to do what you normally do mm-hmm. it, it uh it inspires people or has them do other other things and it, it, it really uh it helps uh create other things other 
Yeah. So an, another person I know in England, this one was a pretty cool um, idea as well. I thought it was going to take off more because I saw a lot of people trying to imitate it, um, but it kind of died out. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, the person was playing video games and taking like street photography photos of the video game because you know the lighting everything is kind of like so real like they cast shadows and he was finding angles and he was he was creating really really good art works of art capturing video games like he had his camera and he poses the character and in weird positions and yeah it, it was really nice i'm not gonna lie I even was like, I'm going to try it. But then I was like, uh, no, because he started and I don't want to go down that road. So I didn't, I did not take any, but I thought about it. So resolved That's that. pretty cool. You know, I heard, uh, I recently heard, I, I haven't looked this up, but I heard somebody was doing that with like Google Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like going and taking photos of Google Earth. Yeah. You ever see the Google Earth car? I've seen it a few times. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen it pass by in front of my house a, uh, a couple times. Actually, um, my dad, um, my there was a there's my dad is in like in front of my house, mm-hmm. like on two different corners because <laughs> I think, and it was two different days. Yeah, <laughs> came back. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was, yeah because you could tell like the, it's a bit, like it's like a different season too, and he's like on one corner like going in his car and one and then like. And he's, uh, he's on another uh, corner, like walking to like the house. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he's on two different two different seasons. He's on Google Earth, like in front of my house. Okay. I, I, my dad's retired now, but I told him like, I'm like, it, it looks like it was like during your workday. I'm like, you're gonna get, you would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Why are you? Oh, yeah, where are you Google at Earth. work? I was. Yeah. Google <laughs> Earth got me working. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, I, yeah, I wanted to, to ask you this when we were talking about um, when you were saying you, you get paid for taking photos for, like, magazines. Are you – do you have your own LLC, and are your camera equipment insured? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Actually, I, uh, so I, I heard a couple of your podcasts where people have talked about insuring it, and I'm like, oh, I want to tell them. Like, I want to, like, go out and reach out and tell them. Um. Um, and yeah, I do have my own my own uh, company, and uh, uh, and my my stuff. Maybe there might be a better way of, of, of doing it, but I just for my Leica, and actually, I had never done it. I didn't ever think how easy it was, but I just mm-hmm. like pretty much like call. You could call like Allstate or State Farm, like your or your any yeah. insurance company, and tell them that you have like you you have the equipment that you want um, that you want um, insured, and it's like super easy, like. You don't have to have any other policy with them or anything like that. You just insure it for like you tell them pretty much what it's. If you have the receipts, you tell them like exactly what you paid, or otherwise you tell them how much you want to insure for. Yeah, and um, it's really reasonable. Like I think it's like like ten dollars for every thousand dollars you're insuring. I think that's that's how much it is here in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's, I'm sure it's like that. Uh, um, it's got to be either a little more or a little less anywhere else probably because. Um, yeah, but it's like it, I am much more comfortable going outside with my camera because I know I I, I wouldn't be able to replace it if I if, if something were to happen to it. if I lost it or yeah. something happens I won't be able to replace it. So knowing that I have insurance on it, it gives me this comfort. So that's why I walk around with my camera a lot more now too. Yeah. Um, but I recommend everybody look into it at least look into it, and then you can decide whether it's worth it to you or not. But 
I mean, and I, I mean, I haven't really claimed on anything on it because I've been fortunate that I haven't had something that has happened to it, and hopefully, I never have to use it. But it, from what it sounds, it's pretty like they cover the whole thing. They'll they even cover if it breaks down. You can send it to Germany, and they'll, they'll cover whatever. My, that's my understanding from it. Yeah. Um, but it's honestly, it's really reasonable, and everyone should do it because I know for myself and for many people, it's probably it's, it's a lot to replace. Like, I mean. When I got my camera, it was like either I buy a used car, like a lot newer car, or I buy my camera, and I went with my camera. Yeah, <laughs> That's how much I love photography. The camera will last I'm, longer my, than the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Although my, my car has lasted a while. It's a, it's a, a Honda Civic, and it's like a 2006 Honda Civic, and the key to the key to my car is all broken and everything. <laughs> but uh, when I bought my camera, like they gave me a keychain, yeah. and I have a nice keychain on my broken key <laughs> but um, yeah it's art over uh over over other things nice nice yeah so uh when you're out shooting what how do you step out of your comfort zone right and how do you force yourself to make better photos by stepping out of your comfort zone yeah um that's a great question <laughs> i uh, I you know what I I feel uh, most of the time I feel pretty I feel pretty comfortable going into uh, into the things that I'm photographing I I I mean whether it's an event or uh, or going to photograph like a, a press conference or a parade or a protest I mean I I I feel I feel pretty comfortable but if, if there are sometimes situations where I, I um, where I, I feel like uh, I guess because of that comfort zone, I'm like I'm still getting the same things, and I'm not getting anything. Anything. Um, uh, I'm not pushing myself either, and that's that's that comfort. Being in a comfort zone isn't isn't all isn't like necessarily great a good thing. Um, so in order to I, I I'm aware of that, and knowing that I I try to uh, I try to do things a little different. I try to. Um, and not just for not just for the purpose of doing it differently, but um, doing it different and, and and doing something with it too. Like it's not just like a, um, photographing like from the top of a building to get a different angle because you want something different than whatever everybody else is doing. But it's more so doing it differently to 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 move to progress to create some progress in your in your work. That's what I, I uh, that's how I step out or why I step out of my uh, when I step out of my comfort zone. It's it's because I'm aware that sometimes I'm too comfortable and I, and I, I and uh, I need to do something better. Yeah. So what is your process when you're shooting in the streets? I, um, I, I, I like to get to a place and, and, uh, and just, uh, um, and just like kind of like sit on things for a second and just, uh, I mean, and just pay attention to what's happening and be there in the moment. And, um, um, and I, I know it's not always easy because some things are just happening in the moment. And if you don't capture right then, then you missed out on it. But I also feel like there has to be some sort of a balance where you, when you arrive at something and you can't just, or, I mean, I feel in my, in my, in my instance, I, I feel like I, create better work if I, if I sit on things for a second and then just start capturing. And yeah. 
absorbing the the environment before you go. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Meth. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Um, I, I did. Trying to think of a word. No, go ahead. While I think of this word. Yeah. No, I, I think it, it, it makes for uh, for for a, a better story. It makes for better photos. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. it's um, I mean, it's. I mean, you can get to a place and and, and start photographing and, and and come out with something good. Uh, but I, I think uh, in order to to create something, to create something, and to, to be more honest to the story, I think that mm-hmm. sometimes you just you have to sit on things for a second and before you start capturing. Okay. I mean, it also helps. Like, I mean, you may go with every intention to a place, and your intention is like to get this one particular photo, and you have it in your mind. But you, if and if you do that, maybe you miss out on other things. Like, you get to a place, and you're just so focused on one thing that you missed out on, on some other things that, that you may have liked more if, if you were to have paid attention a little. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to get to a place and just sit up things for a second and then, and then start capturing. So how do you focus on the streets? How do you block out the distractions? You know what? I, I, uh, you listen to I, my the distractions podcast. I feel like are just, so, <laughs> the distractions are all... Sorry, uh, I didn't mean I feel to. Like <laughs> I was I cricket like in my uh, joke. Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's uh like it's a part of like cryptography and documentary work. It's, I feel like it's 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 um it's healthy for it too because I mean I don't know, I feel like I go into a place and, and there's yes, there are distractions, but it, they also make me more aware. Like um I mean these the, the noises or the different things happening around you make me uh as a person, just make me more aware of my surroundings, and and with that, I feel like I am able to see things a little more. Uh, like I'm, I'm able to step back and see things, mm-hmm. and uh, so those distractions are, I think, are healthy for for my street photography for photography. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the the most difficult challenge you've ever faced when you were shooting? Um, I, um, I, so a couple of years after I started, I, I, I really got into like photographing like dilapidated buildings and like abandoned buildings. And I, um, I went, uh, I went with a, with a friend to, uh, to Detroit to, uh, photograph. It's like the biggest abandoned factory in the world, I believe. That's what it was called at that point. And I think it's still, it's the Packard plant. Mm-hmm. And it's what like uh, they used to they used to make um, uh, cars there, um, and it's like I think it's like half a mile long or three quarters of a mile. It's it's enormous place. Uh, it's it's in Detroit, and um, then yeah, it's been abandoned for so many years. So I went. I mean, it's like the ultimate place like to photograph. I guess if you photograph into photographing abandoned buildings, and I went there. Uh, I had already been photographing abandoned buildings for a while, uh, mostly here in Chicago. I had never really gone outside. And, uh, and I went there and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it was, it was, I was, it was a dummy. It was my fault. Like I went into a abandoned place in, in a neighborhood that I don't know. And, um, yeah, I was in there with, with my friend. We we're in there for like maybe like about half an hour or so. And then, uh, uh, these two guys come up to us and like with their guns and they, they took all of our stuff away. Oh, they uh, it was like. They robbed us. Yeah, it's like it was. It, you know what? I, I'm so lucky that I was uh, with uh, 
with that with that friend because like he's like a really calm person. Like mm-hmm. he didn't react like uh like I mean and what we're not gonna do anything. Like they had like guns on us. We're not gonna like yeah. just fight them. There's no point. Like it's, it's just it's just things things that are replaceable. And I'm glad I was with him because he, he has like that same mentality as I do. It's like he was very he's like a pacifist. He's like, Okay, here take he really he only had his cell phone. Yeah. I, I had my camera and my cell phone and uh, um, that was that was it. Like it was, uh, um, it was it was it was scary, and it was like, uh, and it was like also um, nothing happened. They just took our things, and, and that was it. Like, uh, but um, I was really mad at myself after. Like I was like, put our, I mean, fortunately nothing happened, but I put ourselves into that situation. Like uh, that's yeah. it's really dumb of me to to, to do that, and uh, because it was my idea, and. Um, so, but he was pretty calm about it, and 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 uh, yeah, it, yeah, that was like the, that was pretty difficult. After that, like I used to, um, for a while, I was, I for a while I didn't have a camera after, after that, and then if you um, had camera insurance, ah, see, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why everyone has it. Like, just in case, then it, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it was. <laughs> I'm on fire. Here we um, go. <laughs> Hold on, did they? Um, did they uh, approach you? Excuse me. Is that a Leica? Did they ask you? <laughs> no, no more, more jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I actually didn't have a Leica. I had a Nikon. Okay. I had a Nikon back then. It was a lot easier to replace than Yeah, that's it. Nikon's a good job. That's a lot. Yeah. It was a lot easier to replace. I mean, back then it wasn't for me. It wasn't. But it's a lot easier to replace that than my camera. But, um. I mean, honestly, if it was even my like, these things are—they're just things. They're replaceable. I, exactly. I'm not going to, yeah. But but it was challenging. Like afterwards, like I I love doing. Um, I still love doing street art. That wasn't street art. That was just well, photographing abandoned buildings. But then I was for a while. Like I I would have like I would panic. I would have panic attacks just going out in the street and just photographing like with mm-hmm. with like uh, yeah. After, afterwards, it was it was it wasn't. Uh, you're traumatized. You made it different. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's probably one of the most challenging things because I love doing photography so much. Um, but doing that, like, and 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 being uh, um, caused caused that for me. And then I wanted to once I did get a camera back, I wanted to continue doing it. But it was it was difficult because yeah, I was, I, I I had gone through that and it just scared me. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah. So photography helped you overcome that uh, traumatic experience. Can we attribute that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to get back to like photographing right away, but that's when I I, I would get like I would panic a little. But um, but I love photography so much that I'm like, I gotta keep on doing this. Like, this for me, this is. I mean, for yeah, photography is like my refuge. It's like what I, I I love doing it. It's one of the things I'm most passionate about. Yeah. And um, uh, and I love talking about it. I love photographing. I love I love I I, I love hearing and looking at other people's uh, photo books or or or, uh, or watching documentaries about photography. Um, I, I love all those things. So yeah, I wanted to get back to it. So yeah, it, yeah it can help. So what was your most happiest moment? Because that that sound that you know, like I think that's probably the most uh, traumatic. Uh, 
encounter story I've heard speaking to someone. Uh, but how did, how did, what is, okay, so we got the negative part out of the way, but what was the most yeah. happiest moment in your photography journey? Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I think I've had a, a couple. Um, I've had a couple of them, but um, I, um, a couple of years ago, this is mainly just before the pandemic, a couple, like maybe from like 2018, no, I'm like, like 2017 to like uh, 2020, right before probably the pandemic, I um, I was photographing, um, uh, I was working on this project, um, and it was, it started off as like a, um, I, I, I have a cousin who has a travel agency, and she works with a couple of different organizations, and this is a really cool thing, and people should look into this, um, but um she worked a couple different organizations that they were bringing, um, um, they're bringing uh, family members and mainly grandparents and elderly people from uh, from different parts of Latin America that haven't, uh, and it was mainly Mexico, but uh, other countries in, in Central and South America too, it was happening. Uh, it's this program where they bring in family, they reunite families. Like there's, um, in order to like apply for this, program it's like uh, they get like for one they get special visa to elderly people uh, after like the age of like 60 i believe or 55 after 55 which isn't much elderly but after 55 it's uh they get these special visas to for families um who have family members here in the u.s who haven't um been able to go back to see each other haven't seen each other because of their uh, their uh, immigration status because mm. uh, because some of these family members are undocumented here and uh, and the family that's in, in these um, these uh, countries they they can't get like uh, they struggle getting visas because they have family here who who are here undocumented and they, they don't they don't really give visas for tourist visas to them but there's these programs that help out um, in those cases they give special visas for like 30 days or something like that for families to come and visit. And I was like, through my cousin who connected me to, to these organizations, I was able to like, uh, I photographed, um, um, grandparents, um, and, uh, aunts and uncles reuniting with their families who haven't, they haven't seen in decades. Like it's, it's, I mean, I think they, they were, I had photographed, um, parents, who hadn't seen their kids in like the, the biggest difference was like, I think it was like 50 years who haven't been able to see their families in that long. It's, and these, so they're, um, uh, these organizations, they, they, they get them these visas and then the way they do it is, uh, they fly them, they fly, they fly them over in a group. Uh, so sometimes you're coming with like a, it's like 10, 20, uh, uh, it's the biggest group I've seen was that, that I photographed was like 70 people came over mm-hmm. like, uh, on a plane, so many people came out on a plane, and, and I uh, and actually I came with them too. Like I went over there and right. came back on the flight and documented the whole thing. And it's like, uh, and then you so they arrive at the airport, and they, they they rent out like a hall, and they uh, the families meet. Like it's just, uh, and I mean, and I don't I don't know these families, I don't know these these, these people, but it's just like uh, it's it's I mean it's it's um like it. It's your heart knowing that these family members haven't seen each other in so long, but it's also like fills it right back up knowing like that they're just they're connecting and that they haven't seen each other in so long. And, and I mean, you're in tears. Like, yeah. so I've, I've, I've been so lucky and fortunate and to, to photograph this. And it's like, it's one of the, like 
the best memories and happiest memories that I that I've had that I've been able to do photography. And um, yeah, I I document this and I give this to the organizations and they give it back to their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but it's, it's I mean you're in tears like it's it's like I, I think a robot would come out in tears from that. It's just, it's it's pretty amazing and that's like one of the happiest things uh, I've done with photography and, and one of the most fulfilling things I've, I've done and I wish I could do more of that but it's like since the pandemic started I mean I mean they, they, they haven't they haven't done fund these programs anymore mm-hmm. um, yeah that's cool that's real powerful um, sounds really uh, very motivational and it definitely helped out the community that you were um, capturing so happy moments for everybody yes yeah no good stuff good stuff so where would you like to be one month one year 10 years down the line the time is just an example but where would you like to be photography wise in the future yeah i i would uh that's a really great question <laughs> i i would um I don't know. In a in a in a couple of months, I I'd like to uh, to have an art show. Um, I I would I would like to do that. I um yeah I, I'd like to work on some prints and make and have an art show maybe this summer. Um, in a, in a couple of years, I I, I would like to uh, I, I I'd like to still be doing photography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would still like to be doing photography. That's for sure. And um, I, I'd like to um, to to have some of my work uh, um, published. Um, I, I'm, I I do it for like a, a local newspaper, but I yeah, I, it's I, different. You're taking I photos would, for somebody. Yeah, else. I got it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I I, I want to do some something more with my work. Um, and um, and years years down the line, I I I I, I want. Also, I, I want my work to uh, to make a difference. That's what I, I want, and even if it's a small difference, and um, and I'm always like, uh, I have that in the back of my mind. I'm like, I want, I want to be able to do something with photography, and I wanna, I want other people to, uh, uh, I want to inspire other other people. I, I I don't think my work is that uh, like that great, but I, I want to, I want to just like, I want people to see how passionate. Uh, I am about photography and, uh, and make them want to pick up a camera. Yeah. Even if they, um, even if it's like a, I mean, even if that's not their, I think everyone should pick up a camera and document their, their lives, document mm-hmm. their families. I think, I think it's really good. Uh, I love looking, looking back at photos that I've taken of my nieces and nephews and, and, uh, and sharing with them. Like right now that I was working on my website, I was like, I was going through like my hard drives and, and, uh, and I was like seeing like photos of them when they were like, I don't know, from like ten years ago, when I was sending it to them and stuff, and I, I like doing those things. I um, I yeah. I mean, I, I like that. That they, I like even if I like that they're that those photos are going to be available for them yeah. later on. Like for me, my dad, um, my dad, um, he he had a camera recorder, like the whole mm-hmm. like. Um, our whole childhood with my brother and I, he, my, my dad would always carry a camera with us and, uh, with him and, uh, he would always record us and we, like every like birthday and stuff. I have uh, so many VHS tapes and then the little tapes and, uh, uh, there's like three different formats of tapes that I have 
I think. But, um, and I really, I don't really look back in them. I think it's, it's just, they're very, uh, they, uh, I think it'll, it'll make me probably sad and make me miss my childhood. Yeah. But, um, I'm knowing that they're available and that they're there. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's nice that all my, uh, that my childhood or that my life has been documented. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I really recommend people and I, I would hope that more and more people do that for their, for their kids and their families. I, I think I, I remember, you know, there, there's a gap in like photos for like, for me from when I was like a teenager, cause like every teenager like doesn't want photos or at least when I, I mean, when I was growing up, like, for millennials, I think it was very much like that. Yeah, you had cell phone um, cameras, like so you were just yeah, exactly. sending everybody Not, yeah. eggplant pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. want to say dick, but we were sending dick pics when we were teenagers when the cell phone came out. <laughs> Look what I got. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, that's very rude of me. Uh, this is a, a photography podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. But but go ahead. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, I, I, I mean, like, as teenagers, sometimes you go through like awkward phases and you don't want photos like taken up you and stuff like that because mm. you have like acne or you have like, or you don't, you don't find yourself looking cool or something. Um, so I think there's like, so there's, there's definitely like a gap of like, uh, a time period where there isn't like, where there aren't really much photos of me. Uh, but I, I, and I really regret that. So I, I tell everybody like, you know what, like, so sometimes I do photo sessions for people. They're like, no, well, you know what? I, I let me exercise first. I don't I don't need a photo session yet. I want I want to hire you, but not yet. Yeah, so yeah. in the future. But I, I don't know. I think people should just like I've just heard that a lot. Document. Yeah, yeah. Just document it like now and then. You know what? If you don't if you don't use them, if you don't share them to people, that's perfectly fine. But at least you have that, and your children and your family mm-hmm. will have that. So I think it's I think it's good. I, I mean, nobody else has to see it. It could only be for you and your family uh, for them to see later on. But I think it's, it's, it's always good to, to, to document things, um, or for, for somebody to be around documenting. So I, I hope that at the very least that, uh, my passion in photography, that, that, that maybe my nieces and nephews or, or somebody else later on will pick up a camera and, and, um, and document their lives and their, and their families as time goes on. But I, I think it's, it's very important. Yeah. Because I mean, you can you can always like I don't know. Memories are uh, memories fade, and and you can you have an idea of what it was. But I, I think a, a photo really helps you uh, remember some of those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I I heard you say um, oh shit I'm sorry uh, I heard you say some like you wanted photo shows and all those exhibitions. Um, I'm gonna give you some some suggestions i'm a very motivated person uh, and i like to shop myself around i like to ask questions right because what's the worst someone's going to tell you no um so uh the part of pilsen where i grew up has become very gentrified um very gentrified i remember the first time i saw hipsters coming in i was like what like what are these people doing it's it's, it was shocking like because you've never seen these particular group of people just start showing up in pilsen um, so yeah. along with the gentrification came art galleries, right? So there's a bunch of art galleries, uh, and then you still being, uh, I still like to think it's predominantly Mexican in Pilsen. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people yeah, are trying yeah. to work with, uh, Hispanics, um, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and, and all of those. Uh, so you can probably get a show. You just got to go and talk cause no one's going to come find you. I'll tell you that now, right? No one's going to find you. 
the next yeah. thing is you have the perfect platform. You work at a newspaper. How many times has the newspaper person asked to write an article about you and reaching out to your community to help spread your passion, your joy, your ideas to essentially the small little children, right? Because they're following in the footsteps, you know? Remember, again, life expectancy, 18 years old, right? You got the tools, you got the ideas, you got the passion. Uh, reach out, use the newspaper as a platform. Uh, my friend, funny story, I, I didn't get into um, like photo books until my best friend, Danny Moreno, Danny Moreno, who I, I was speaking about earlier. One day I was, I was yeah. at home relaxing and he sent me a text like, hey, do you know this? Uh, there was a Japanese photographer who lived in Pilsen in the... Late 80s, oh, yeah. early 90s, right? Yeah. And yeah. he he made a photo book, street photography. I have the book. That was my first photo oh, book. Do? Yeah, I did. So the, I'll tell you the story about that. So he showed me this and I was reading it and I was like, oh, shit, I live in Japan. Let me, you know, me being me. I'm a very, you know, social person. I actually went and I looked him up and I started emailing with the guy. He wasn't, he, he sold out of the book. He only did a couple prints. I was going to say that. Yeah, he sold out yeah. the book, right? So when I messaged yeah, him, he did. Uh, I started telling them my story. I was like, hey, I'm from Pilsen, not too far from where you were you know, staying in, in the U.S. And he actually did limited runs for the book because I asked him to. So I purchased two. I have one, and I sent my friend Danny Moreno the other. Uh, so there you go. Like, See, again, like no one's going to find you. You got you got no, exactly. no. Uh, you no. have the newspaper. They should back you. You're an employee. Uh, and it seems like you want to do really good things for the community over there. Uh, and that's, you know, you can you can find people to donate cameras for the children. Like, oh, hey, I got this old Nikon D90. Uh, still a great camera. Teach them how to use it. Yeah. And find find ways yeah. to escape that particular lifestyle. So, but yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, nope. They're, they're, uh, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to find them. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like no one's going to, no one's going to approach you and say, Hey, Tony, like, I like your work. Let's hang you on the wall. It's not going to happen that way. No, it is not. You're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, I completely agree with that. I think it, it, um, it, it, it took me a few years to realize that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm on that boat now. Like, it's like, yeah, dude, you, you got to put yourself out there. Otherwise, no one, no one, I mean, it's not, no one's fault. It's, it's just was like, they don't know of you if you don't, if you don't show up things or if you don't, if you don't put your work out there. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I, I walk around here in, in Okinawa trying to look for art gallery so I could be hung. Right. Uh, they don't speak too much English, but I still go in there. And I'm like, Hey, can you hang me on the wall? Uh, I always get no, but again, I, I walked in there yeah. with a no and I left with a no. So. Uh, nothing changed. Yeah. Aside, me not getting a show. Yeah, and you know, and I, I, I um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, thinking like I want my stuff out like at the like uh, some huge museum. I just want to display my stuff so that people can see what I have. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah. You got to shop yourself. Little show. You got to push yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely right. So, what motivates you that's to continue making photos? <laughs> I feel like you answered this, but I, I want to ask it in a more direct way. Yeah, no, no. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm motivated by, uh, by just, I mean, just being able to, uh, 
I love documenting uh, um, people's lives. I love documenting people's lives. I, I, I find joy in that. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's um, and I'm not, like I said, it's, it's, I mean, whether I'm like photographing like a, a project that I'm working on for my, for myself or, or, or something, uh, but, or, or even photographing a, a wedding, uh, a quinceanera, to me, it's like, I know that these, these moments are very, uh, they're, they're, they're once in a lifetime moments. Like these, I, I mean, anything is right. I mean, but I, I love documenting that. And I love knowing that that's, 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 if I don't, if I'm not there photographing it, um, I mean, and, and putting my, um, uh, my camera to it. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like people should be, should be doing those things. Yeah. It just motivates it. Yeah. That's cool. Sorry, I hope I answered that. It's 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 your answer. I I can't answer the question for yeah. you, but yeah. it's, it's how you feel. But yeah, but yeah. thanks for sharing. Uh, definitely. Um, so now is the part of the podcast where I like you, the guest, to recognize a photographer, an artist, musician. It doesn't matter who. This is the purpose of this is community is to recognize people who's not getting that recognition, right? So uh, please. Uh, if you don't have them off the top of your head, you can send them to me later in text. But um, yeah, recon- recognize who you feel doesn't get the deserved recognition. Mouthful, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I there's there's one one friend that I uh, actually I met this past summer um, at a, at an event. She was for, we were both photographing, and uh, it was a community event. We were both photographing, and she. Um, she she was with she was with another person that she was with another friend and they, they came out to me they're like oh you're photographing with a oh they said that is that a Leica <laughs> they uh they asked, I got it I was gonna yeah. get it in there <laughs> yeah yeah they're like uh, yeah. <laughs> they um um she her name is Chelsea she she had a Leica camera herself and she was shooting a I think it was an M seven yeah and um. And they, so they pointed out, was like, oh, we have, uh, she had a Leica too. And then uh, we started talking for a second. And so, but her, her work is really, uh, her, her work's incredible. Um, I, uh, I think that her work, um, actually she, I think her, she was able to display recently, like at the Museum of, Museum of Science and Industry. Mm-hmm. I think just her work is like, she has one photo up there right now at this, uh, this show that they have going on. Yeah. But, um, her name is, uh, her Instagram name is, uh, it's, uh, her name is Chelsea. And uh, her Instagram is Chels, C-H-E-L-S, Dreams, D-R-E-A-M-S, Chels Dreams. Um, and her work's really incredible. Yeah, she photographs, it's, it's mostly film that she does. Mm-hmm. Or I think actually it's all film that she does. Well, if she's suited um, with an M7, she's only got one option, so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, my jokes yeah. are really bad today. <laughs> <laughs> She, uh, but her work, her work's really good. Um, I have another friend. I, he doesn't shoot Leica, but he, uh, his street photography is really good as well. Yeah, um, I like him. And uh, his portrait. Yeah, his name is uh, um, his name is Edgar, but his uh, his Instagram name is uh, Red Film. It's R E D F I L M M. Red Film. All right. And uh, and his work. His his work's really good. I think I think his uh, uh, 
I'm not sure what he, I know it's film and he, I know he does a 35 millimeter and medium format mm -hmm. and he's been like, uh, he's been doing more medium format recently. Um, and, um, he, his work is really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I have lots more people that I, I can't think of their Instagram names. All right. No worries. You but, can uh, send them later. And, um, once this yeah. episode gets uploaded, I'll just add them on the back end. So not a problem. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 Of course. That's, that's, how, that's what made this really popular is just by this. Now I'm going to reach out to these people and hopefully they're guests. So, um, and then my final question that I always ask, you probably know if you've been listening for a while, uh, thank you, Craig Clark. Uh, but what does street photography mean to you? Yeah. Street photography. Um, I, I, to me, it's, it's like, it's, it's documenting history. It's photojournalism. It's, it's like, it's the truth. Like, it's like, uh, it's to me, it's, it's really important to, to, uh, to, to do. Um, I think it's like, um, it's, I mean, for me, that's, that's what I started doing street photography. That's what I, I really enjoyed doing. And, uh, I still do. I, I, um, but, um, yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's like a, a huge part of photography and, um, it's, 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 it's the people's history. So it's, it's really important to put Cool. Great, great. Well, that, again, that's the last question I ask. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, now, before you ask me, I'll, I'm going to allow you to ask me some questions if you have any. But I do want to know, because this is something um, everybody in Chicago probably debates, but uh, where's your favorite taco place? Oh, there we it go. Always changes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I have two two famous two not two famous two places right now. One's uh uh um one's this uh gr uh grocery store um uh, Carniceria Maribel and uh um it's 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 pretty good. It's really good. It's like a corner store. They they just sell it's a grocery store, a liquor store. Uh, and I mean, it's a corner store. We got it. <laughs> it's a corner store. It's, yeah, it's a corner store. They have everything there. You can, you, you can really like buy everything there. Uh, but they they uh, uh, maybe like well two years ago or so they started um, they started making uh, tacos and tortas and man their stuff is so good. Yeah, their salsa has spicy. It's man and their tacos are pretty. They have like a lot of meat and they're they're really good. Yeah, they're really good tacos. Uh, that place. And there's this other one that just opened up maybe a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. They, uh, so they, it's called, uh, Ruby's Tacos. Mm -hmm. And they, um, they used to, they've been, I didn't know this. They've, they've been in business for like 30 years. They used to sell them at the flea market, but they finally got a, uh, like a, they finally got like a, a, a physical location. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and their tacos are so freaking good too. Yeah. They're so freaking good. They, they're open maybe like about like, they're open Thursday, uh, Friday. Saturday and Sunday are the only days that are open and they, um, and they're only open from like 11 a.m. to like 4 p.m. And they sell out before they even like, before the, before the day's even over. That's Their awesome. stuff is so good. That's awesome. What, what, what are yours? So <laughs> I'm, I'm very simple. Like you can't go wrong. No, any taco place you go to really. Uh, but yeah. my favorite, and you'll probably laugh at me cause it's kind of like cliche in Chicago. I love, 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 and I, when I say love, uh, it's one of the few places I always go to when I go back home and visit is Lo, Los Comales on Los Comales? West, near, Western yeah, and Archard. It, it's that one. I don't know what it is. Oh, that one? Yeah. That's, Wait, Los Comales? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So Kamada's is great. They're good. They're like a, they're real good, and they're open to like. I mean, they're always they're, open. Like, they're, they're always open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're always open. Uh, and then like, yeah. the second is on Cermak and is it Western? Yeah, it is Cermak and Western. Uh, Taconazo? Taconazo. Yep. Those are yeah. those are my two, <laughs> my go tos. Like, if, yeah. like, hey, let's go get tacos. Like, if we're not if if we're at home and we're just chilling and we say we're going to, we're going to one of those places, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, like, there's. Every taco stand in Chicago is pretty much amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think Taconato, I think, closes like at 7 in the morning, mm-hmm. and then they open back up like at 9. They only close for like two hours. So they can <laughs> eat some menudo to cure the hangover. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It's yeah, funny, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. All right, so, yeah, so now you can ask me some questions if you're if you're wondering, and I'll, I'll do the best I can to answer them. Yeah, I okay. Um, this is this is like a question that I that I thought even when I listened to your podcast before. Like, it's like to you what, and and, and it's not like I I really like what I, I really want to know what people think about this question. Like, like um, when like. When does one start photography? Like, when did one start photography? Like, did one like kids today are like? Would you consider like if you were interviewing if years on the line, you interviewed a a kid or, and uh, and you asked them or an adult then and asked them when they started? Is it when they first got their phone, their phone camera, and they started photographing? Is that considered when they first started photography? Because if that's the case, everybody like every yeah. kid like in a few years is going to be like saying they started photography at like one or two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got something you. like that when everybody else started. Yeah, I understand that question, and honestly, that's that's a really yeah. a hard one. Uh, so uh, I'll use myself yeah. as an example. Uh, I've had many cameras, right? But again, I didn't consider myself a photographer. Uh, funny thing you mentioned, uh, Circuit City. When you said you bought your first camera, the, the little Sony, uh, I also yeah. got my first camera from Circuit City, right? Uh, mine was an Olympus. Uh, I but I didn't consider myself a photographer, like you're saying. Uh, until years down the road but um yeah it was a point and shoot um but i got it just to like you said block parties uh friends and family things yeah. just, just to take pictures of your family right because i didn't yeah, know exactly. anything about photography i just knew you took pictures of your family because that's what your parents did like oh we're gonna take pictures and it's going to yeah, be a photo yeah. album uh so yeah yeah so it's kind of like a, a real thin line there right because you a lot of people consider exactly. that that's when they began, right? So a lot of the people I've I spoke to, that's how they started off. Like, oh, I always took pictures of my family, right? So if you consider that when you began loving photography, then that's your moment, right? Now for me, it's different. So I've had those those cameras where I took. I don't consider myself a photographer. I considered myself. This is just for me, a photographer when I really became serious and interested in photography. Uh, so yeah. different life. Yeah, I did the whole snapshots of the family, uh, but I think it's more of when you felt you fell in love with photography, right? So if your first camera is an iPhone, right? Because iPhones are really capable cameras now. They are. Yeah. If you fell yeah. in love with your iPhone camera and you would just walk around and you would take pictures with your iPhone, and you you really love photography, you just don't need an expensive camera. Then you're a photographer, right? So it, it just, okay, yeah. I would say the answer to your question is the moment you fall in love with making photos. That's perfect. Yeah. 
I like that. Yeah, I like that phrase. Uh, I mean, it, that makes sense to me. It's copyrighted, yeah. so like you can't thing. steal it. Yeah. <laughs> Say bad jokes. <laughs> no, yeah, because when people sometimes still ask me, they're like, well, how long have you been doing it? And I'm like, well, like, you know what? I mean, I, I bought a camera at that, but I, I really didn't consider it. Like, I mean, I was taking photos, but it wasn't like a, I knew what I was doing. Like, yeah. it wasn't like I was trying to compel those or anything like that. It was just, I was just doing it for fun, but it, it wasn't until I took like film photography that I was like, whoa, this is something I really love doing. And it was like, a, I became like, even obsessed with it, I think at some point. But um, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. I, and I, when you started loving that. I think I, I really understood the question because of how you, you explained it and my personal photography journey, right? Cause I've, like I said, I've had cameras and I went to Walgreens and dropped them off to get the little one hour developing. I, I, I didn't consider yeah. myself a photographer then and I didn't love photography then. So uh, if anyone ever asked my story and they read it because I've written it on blogs and I've said it many times, I considered myself a photographer when I came to Okinawa. So, yeah. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, no, no. Okay. You bet, you bet, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to this great uh, conversation with Tony Diaz and I, Ricky, your favorite photographer's favorite photographer. And yeah, you have a great day. Mm-hmm.